0: Welcome everyone to the Sacred Hockey Mask. I am Peter and joining me is...
1: Lady Shasha, Mistress of the Snark, coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida.
0: And this is a horror movie podcast where we have watched a movie, we get together, and we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. And today we are looking at Slacks. That's S-L-A-X-X. It is a movie about killer jeans. We did killer hair a week or two ago. And Mm -hmm. now we're doing killer trousers, (laughs) which sounds silly, and it is. Let's not not try and pretend that it's not, but that's what we're here to talk about. So we're going to get into it. We'll start spoiler free, as we do. We'll Mm -hmm. give you a warning before we get any spoilers, and uh, we'll get into it. So... First thing I'll say about this is that... And I, I'm not saying, like, obviously, I like horror movies. There's a reason why I do a horror movie show. Multiple horror movie shows of like that. Um, But I have to say, there's a nice little feeling when I sit down to watch the movie and I see the runtime is 74 minutes, and I'm like, yes. oh... Yes. <laughs> oh, this is short. Especially when we're doing, like, two recordings today and I have to watch two movies. I'm like, oh, one's only 74 minutes. Score. <laughs> This, this is the opposite of The Empty Man, where I sat down mm-hmm. and went, 2 hours 20? What the hell are you playing at? <laughs> so, yes. Uh, did, what, what, did you know much about this before we uh, sat down to watch it?
1: Well, I'd seen the trailer because I have Shudder, and when it was first released, they kind of uh, played it, played the the ad for it a lot, so I mm. knew about it, and I had it on my watch list.
0: Yeah, they, they, they like to shove their, their new exclusives down your throat uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever they get one um unlike a lot of the shutter exclusives though which look kind of generic this did have kind of a at least the trailer stood out it, it, it looked unique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah it's got the gimmicky silly concept of like killer genes going around and killing people but it, it the, the trailer had enough enough of a sense of humor it had enough kind of a bit of, you know bubbly energy that it was like oh this might actually be a kind of a fun movie we'll have to see what mm-hmm. it's like so I was very excited. This was another vote winner from uh, from Patreon that we're still kind of working through, the old vote winners, uh, from Tim being on paternity leave, the scoundrel that he is. And this was next on the list. But I was excited that this one won, because I actually thought it looked kind of, at least interesting. I mean, yeah. even if it ends up sucking, I, I imagine there'll be some stuff to say about it, so... uh. Yeah, so what is the premise of Slack along the fact that there's killer jeans? Uh it's set in a, a you know a store, you know, a closed shore. Mm-hmm. Shore. A closed store. Uh and it's a, one of these fancy places. It's called C C and C, which I think, if I remember correctly, it was Canadian Clothing
1: Company.
0: Was it was, was it just Canadian clothing company? That's really yeah. basic. <laughs> <laughs> they put a lot of thought into that name. Uh but they're they're very proud of being fair trade, um, of being very socially conscious and they kind of have this thing where they're they're they kind of come off almost cult-like the way they try to inspire their employees now admittedly i am mm-hmm. at you know a lot of businesses do kind of come off a lot a, a little cult-like when they're sort of saying oh we're doing the best and you're a part of a team and we're all a family and we're here to get in that bullshit positivity which is just nonsense mm-hmm. but what's unique here is that the main character libby Who's was introduced at the start of the film, she actually buys into it in a cult-like way, where she's like, oh, I've been so passionate about coming to work here since I was 16. It's a clothes shop. Right, calm down, right? This is a retail yeah. store. This is not the dream. <laughs> this is not yeah. the dream.
1: And it, re- it reminded me very much of a store like The Gap or Old Navy, mm-hmm. which it's the same company, Old Navy, Gap, and Banana Republic. So whether you want to buy $10 jeans, $30 jeans, or $70 jeans, they still get your money because it's all the same company. But we do have, uh, it's. I don't want to call it a corporate culture because it's a little bit different in corporate America, but in the, the stores in the U.S., they really do have that. Like, I remember I took a Christmas job one time at Best Buy, which is an electronic store mostly, but it also sells, like, you know, CDs, DVDs. And they used to make us chant in the morning, like, 484 your number one store and it was just so creepy (laughs) i didn't like it at all
0: that is is because there's a lot of things in this that are definitely like a heightened like so almost like a satire of Mm -hmm. the because not not every because there is a lot of retail stores that you'll go to where they'll be more normal and they'll just treat it Mm -hmm. like a normal workplace and it's fine but you do get these ones that are like this this is like a heightened version of one of those more like mm-hmm. we're going to be enthusiastic and we're going to be everyone's yeah. friend kind of stores. And I think that the thing that made me laugh is that I, I, you know, I know that when it comes to big stores like that, when they do have like a new set of stock to put because the, the premise of the film, it takes place on this night when they're putting out the new range of clothes for the next morning. It's like the, the new season of clothes. And the idea is that a lot of staff have to stay back late and swap out all the stock overnight, right? That's yeah. a real thing that more or less happens. But the, when I talk about them hate like sort of turning it up to 11 in an unrealistic way, they literally lock down the store in this like it's like a Fort Knox where like shutters mm-hmm. come down and like no one can get in or out even if there's an emergency like they're trapped in there with the killer jeans because this is their protocol for when they're swapping out stock. Now don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's rules I've never, I mean I've never worked at a closed shop specifically. I'm sure there is rules about I don't know, leaking footage of the new stock or something. Like, I'm sure there is probably some rules, but I don't imagine they're literally locking down and like shutting off all the Wi Fi. Like...
1: Oh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I've not seen that before.
0: I mean, who knows? Maybe. I know a lot of like film and game companies, I know a lot of them. Like all the the floors that have all the people working on, like they say the the effects, or if it's a video game mm-hmm. company, they're working on like making the game. I know that all of their computers that they work on are intentionally not connected to the internet, so that things can't leak. Like they'll they'll mm-hmm. obviously in the building there'll be a place where there is computers connected to the internet, but all of the developers who work on the game itself, none of those are connected to the 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 network. It's all internal, uh, so that things can't easily leak. Um, so. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of truth, sort of mm-hmm. that's been stretched, kind of in this mentality. But, uh, but that's it. It's just, so I, I know Shasha's going to hate this movie because it's a bottle movie. It's all set in the department store. Uh, overnight. Believe it or
1: not, I did not hate this movie. But full disclosure, I um, was raised on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, <laughs> so <laughs> I, mean, I I remember sitting sitting down and watching that when I was like seven years old, and I'm like, this is an amazing movie. <laughs> Sure. So so it's in that same vein.
0: Believe it or not, I have yet to see Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You think I would oh. have seen it?
1: Oh, you gotta do you have to do a Screams after midnight on that.
0: Yeah, I I've not seen it yet. Uh for some reason it's one of those weird movies where for whatever reason in the UK only the sequel seems to ever be around. Like, Attack mm. Return of the Killer Tom- Tomatoes is always kicking about. But for some reason, <laughs> it's one of those things where maybe just the rate right issues are weird, so no one's released it here in a long time. or I don't know. But, uh, yes, so...
1: That's like Halloween 4 and 5 here. Really? The Hall- networks are always playing Halloween 4 and 5. But, mm. but not so much the others, unless it's, a, you know, uh, a special but I, I, I'm guessing that the, it's just easier to get the rights to, to Halloween 4 and 5.
0: Yeah, yeah, the rights for Halloween are all over the place because it's like mm-hmm. like four different studios on the rights split up across the movies. So, yeah. you know. It's, uh, but anyway, Slacks. Um, I like this movie. I You know, I don't love it. I, 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 it's frustrating to me that, like, some of the early stuff with the jeans is really funny. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that the characters are really over the top and memorable. And as much as I opened this review with saying, Oh, I was excited to see 74 minutes. That sounds great. I actually think, having watched the movie, that it probably could have used another 10, 15 minutes. And I mm-hmm. and I, th- I think what what it's missing is maybe just a bit more te- I, I felt like it was getting into its final act where they were figuring things out far too early. I was like, Wait, I feel like I'm missing a chunk of the movie. Why are we already at this point where we're you know, discovering what's caused this and what's going on. And it it felt like a lot of people were killed off screen and I didn't get to see it. So, I mean, maybe it just boils down to, I needed a few more kills to make the pacing feel right. But it just, it felt, I felt like there was something missing in that sense. But I I did like the the tone of the movie. I liked the characters for the most part uh, and how much of how assholy most of them were. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. funny to see them get killed off. Um, obviously, we'll get to it in the spoilers, but it has a shockingly dark ending, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to. Um, and, yeah, so there there is some satire here about consumerism, uh, which isn't a shock, given the type of store this is and the premise that it has. Obviously, there's lots of horror movies that have tackled consumerism, Dawn of the Dead being the most famous and, and notable, mm-hmm. but this is making it even more literal because it's the actual product itself that has turned villainous and is killing people. So uh so I would say it's worth a watch. I would say that um it doesn't quite hit that occult oh, status of this needs to be seen, but if you're looking for something like this, it's definitely a, a fun time for it's seventy-four minutes. Uh what, what are your general thoughts? What you know, how, how did you feel more, more I,
1: I enjoyed it a lot um i at first i thought i was going to be disappointed with it because the first couple of kills were kind of off screen or cutaways but then um it got progressively more graphic like you got to see a little bit of blood first and then it got a little bit of gore and then you know building up to more gory scenes and yeah. i feel like in order for a movie like this to work you have pay payoff has to be in the gore and then uh there wasn't that, that much comedy. I think they probably could have put more comedy in it, but I think they didn't want to um, undermine their the message that they had with the movie.
0: I'm going to remind Shasha that she said that could have used more comedy when we talk about a scene later on because there's definitely mm-hmm. a really over-the-top comedy moment <laughs> that I think mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. No, I, I agree. In, like I was fine with the first kill because the first kill, ultimately, I wasn't sure how much more you could have really shown given what was happening, but mm-hmm. the second kill, it felt weird that we didn't see the kill shot yeah. because it is, I mean, even though the jeans are the ones the thing that's doing it, the, the the kill itself is actually a very kind of traditional slasher movie kill in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and it felt weird that it kind of had the the, I'll just say the penetration, <laughs> mm-hmm. and because of that, I was like, oh, is this going to be like really held back in terms of actual blood and gore and. Mm -hmm. It can still be fun. Like, I I can still enjoy the campiness of it and whatnot, but it it will hold it back if it doesn't uh, give me some kills. Luckily, the third kill is probably the most fun and the most over-the-top and the most ridiculous. Um, Let's just say the zip is also a weapon. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Not just the legs. The zip is also a weapon. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah. It, 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 honestly it's our entertaining time i suspect this will probably be one of our shortest episodes partly because the movie's so short but also mm-hmm. just because i you know we'll talk about the kills we'll talk about some of the characters um you know as, as far as spoiler free goes you know i like some of the music um i think it had a nice vibe uh, I, I do like bottle movies that are set in one night so i kind of like that feel to it mm-hmm. um but I, I, as much as i was making fun of like the 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 literal lockdown where the building just cannot be escaped uh, until a certain time, until the lock releases. As, as if it's like a, like a quarantine scientific lab or something dangerous is like has to like escape the air and it takes 12 hours or something like that. Like, no, 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 this place is locked down because someone might see our new t-shirts. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is funny. That is funny. Uh and the the manager's this douchebag who wants to become regional manager. And I I mm-hmm. I kind of hear the phrase regional manager anymore without thinking of the office.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And and he was such a uh what's the term I used for him? I put it in my notes. Suck up. suck up. Suck up. There you go. Oh, and a and a prick, yeah. Yes. When when the regional manager came or maybe he was the, one of the company heads, he was such a suck a suck up. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird to see that in real life too. I've worked for people like when I was a teenager, I remember working for managers that when a regional manager came, they just like followed them around like a little lap dog, And it was just <laughs> so weird. It was like, <laughs> they had so much uh, company, what do they call it? Blind loyalty to a company that would replace you in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep.
0: Um, he, he is very much that, he's a parody of that, and then obviously mm-hmm. it goes to really extreme lengths as the as the movie goes on. Yeah, I think that was actually the CEO who came. Like, that was the idea, yeah. is that it was the big hotshot CEO came in and gave a speech. Because that that's the thing, like, the main character is very like, oh, I was been my dream to work here, but all of the other staff are quite bitchy and just, I, I guess, slightly mm-hmm. more normal, until the CEO makes his speech, and then all of a sudden they're all, they're all drinking the Kool-Aid, they're all like, yes, mm-hmm. we... Sell clothes and me loved selling clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Actually, it's one of my, it's not even a pet peeve, it's more than a pet peeve, but one of, one of the biggest problems I have with society is mm-hmm. when you go for a job interview for a place that's like a retail store or even a fast food place or, or, or any mm-hmm. type of normal kind of entry level job, right? Is that they still in the interview will always ask something to the effect of, Oh, why are you particularly interested in here? Or why are you passionate about this place? And it's like, it's a retail store. I'm not passionate about I mm-hmm. need a job, right? Exactly. That, that doesn't have to be that doesn't have to make me look like a dick because you don't think I love you with every fibre of my being. Like you know, mm-hmm. I can be an adult and say, I need a job. This is a well paying job that's, that's steady. And well, it may not be well paying most of the time, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, um, But no, you have to sit there and you have to bullshit your way through why you're passionate about, you know, whatever. Like, Mm. oh, it's been my dream to sell greasy burgers to fat people.
1: (laughs) I I had a job one time at this place. It it was a sandwich shop called D'Angelo's, and we had to take a sandwich test, like a literal sit-down test (laughs) <laughs> on the sandwiches answering questions about the sandwiches i, I was going to
0: ask like is, is it a test to see if you can a make a sandwich or is it like a taste test where you have to like tell them what type of sandwich you're eating no it was a
1: test like you know it would say like what goes into an a 12 a, a inch italian ah. sub and then you have to write okay number one genoa salami and then uh, uh lettuce tomato um American cheese or, or I, I can't remember all the stuff that goes on or just like twenty years ago. It's, it's all, yeah, it's alright. You don't <laughs> the fact have to have to study for the sandwich test.
0: Don't worry. You don't have to pass the test again. I'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick you up on the mistakes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I mean at least with that I get the practical like you have to know this to to actually make this although I like why Why there isn't just a cheat sheet, like, behind the yeah, counter. Yeah, there should just be a little but, sign. But whatever. I mean,
1: after, you, after you make the sandwich about ten times, you're going to remember it anyways.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but at least there, I can kind of see a practical, like, you need to know that. But pretending that you're passionate about mm-hmm. making sandwiches. Like, yeah. But no, let's not pretend well, anything.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the Subway commercials? I don't know if you had them over there. that They used to call their employees sandwich artists.
0: Uh, we, I have heard this. We didn't have those commercials, but I have heard this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Well, maybe the sandwich artists can learn to alternate the cheese triangle so it actually covers the <laughs> whole base of the sandwich yes. and doesn't overlap every, and then leaves blank space. Now, I've given up cheese. I gave up cheese like two years ago, so this is not a concern for me anymore. But this mm-hmm. just, to piss me off. Like, alternate. Mm-hmm. Like, scaffolding. Scaffolding is made out of triangles that alternate, mm-hmm. right? Just do the cheese like that, yeah bastards anyway <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna going to, t- this is going to t- a weird tangent <laughs> so
1: hey i agree
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know it's just a lot it's simple it's not rocket science this isn't like you know solving like advanced mathematics and mm-hmm. figuring out formula it's just turn every other slice of cheese the other way around that's it
1: Also, in that type of store, it's hell to work at at a store that's set up that way, which, by the way, kudos to them for either shooting this at a real store or making the set look very, very realistic, including the stock room in that back hallway. That's the way the back hallways look in the malls here that the public usually doesn't see. But all those folded up jeans, when you work in a store like that, 90 percent of your time is refolding the jeans because customers come in. They take several pairs of jeans, try them on, leave them in a the fitting room. Then you have to take those jeans, refold them, put them back on a shelf. And it's it's a cycle all day.
0: <laughs> that was actually one of the other things I liked about the characters in the movie is um so when they're, when, when the, you know, the manager's, what's his name? He's, he's the, the, the prick. Uh, Craig. When Craig right. is, because they've all got these little Bluetooth headsets in. And when Craig is like, sort of like designating things and he's like getting everyone. So all of these, I don't know, senior staff right all the wh- whoever the rank is they are like they've got their their sections of their store and they're like they've got like two or three employees each to help them arrange that section and stock that section and what was really kind of making me chuckle a little bit as the movie went on in the first half when this was still happening is they were really treating this like some sort of military operation where craig would go on his bluetooth headset and the person would be like four feet away from him, but he'd still be on the Bluetooth headset, he'd be like, Hey, like, are you ahead of schedule? He's like, yes, we're ahead of schedule. But if you pull any of my people off this, then we'll be behind schedule, and we won't get it done on time. And I'm like... <laughs> like, and I realistically says this is stupid, but in the context of the movie, them treating it this seriously, where it's this well-oiled machine where all of these departments around the, the store are all having to do this at the same time, and are all treating it like they've got targets to hit was really funny to me like, like uh, just uh, at this at this level right again there's a, a, a there's there's a, a little s- s- crumb of truth to this right and uh, yes targets are had and things like that go on in stores but the way it was being treated in this movie where it's like an operation where there's like five teams all working at the same time and i don't know it was just it was, it was all very funny to me uh so and, and then he'd be like you know, Craig would like be barking at orders and he would be trying to find someone else and everything would be falling apart. So, uh, I, I like the over-the-topness of the characters and the way they spoke about the store, the way they treated their work. It gave it kind of a, a popcorn, fun, almost 80s vibe to mm-hmm. how things are, even though it's obviously set in present day, and, you because know, they reference social media and stuff. In fact, one of the other characters who comes in is... This influencer who talks mm-hmm. about clothes on YouTube and she's coming to get a sneak peek at the clothes at uh, midnight or whatever it is. And she uh, has a big scene. And uh, that's a, that's another thing we'll get into in spoilers. So, uh, yes. That's basically, that's basically that's spoiler free. I, I don't know if I have anything else to, to add. And five minutes of that was us complaining about Subway and... Yeah. <laughs> cheese artistry.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do agree with you with the music. I like
0: the music in this as well. Let's uh, give the spoiler warning and get cracking on into it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the first thing we'll talk about, I, I suppose, is the genes themselves and the fact that they do move around. The effect is kind mm-hmm. of fun uh, to see them move around and sort of. You know, it's not stop motion, but it almost feels stop motion esque the way the genes are kind of like walking around on their own or mm-hmm. crawling, and then there's times where the, the, the waist of the jeans, if they're lying on the floor, almost look like a mouth, the way mm-hmm. it opens and closes. Um, Oh, that's pretty fun. Uh, as far as the kills themselves, so there's kind of like a, a I don't know, bitchy girl, I guess, uh, who steals a pair of these jeans early to wear, because she has something to wear, and she puts, a, puts them on, and when she's after the speech that the CEO gives, She's like, oh, Aunt Flo's came to visit. I'm going to go have mm-hmm. to deal with this in the bathroom. But when she gets to the bathroom, she tries to take them off. And she just can't. They just won't let her. Like, she can't unzip. She can't take the button out. And this first kill is actually the genes just crushing her. They're just getting tighter and tighter until mm-hmm. blood starts pouring down onto the floor. Um and I thought was part of me was worried a little bit that, wait, is this going to be all the kills? Is it all just going to be people yeah. who put the jeans on? Luckily, it gets a lot wackier uh, mm-hmm. very, very soon. But uh, it makes sense that this is the first kill. It makes sense that this is, this is what this is. Uh, and then the second girl who gets killed, this is the one that I thought was a little bit weird in that, uh, so the jeans actually sort of like grab her and like start to like tackle her and like sort of like they they go around her legs and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, they basically force her to move around until her head like lands on the uh, like the coat hook, uh, which mm-hmm. stabs her. I was a little bit worried with this one, and I think you you probably agree with this that it felt like it was really trying to avoid showing anything good in this scene. Yeah,
1: and and, and at this point, I was worried that the rest of the movie would be that way. I was like, well, mm. the first kill they didn't show too much other than the blood coming down. The second kill, you see her leg twisting, and then you see that she's, you know, hit her head on the hook, but it I almost feel like it, I didn't see the head at all. Like, it was just implied, and it was shot from maybe the shoulders down.
0: It fell almost edited for, like... Yeah. PG-13 like there was a, a more brutal version of this that was cut around to, to mm-hmm. make it work and it's, 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 it's not like there's still you know there's gorier kills later and there's f-bombs and stuff so it's not like it mm-hmm. need to be edited down but it, it kind of feels that in the, in the scene I didn't mind the first one because the first one I, I'm not even sure because what else could you show really other than just blood pouring oh. down
1: Oh, <laughs> there's a little movie called pieces where this girl was cut in half. Oh,
0: I've seen pieces, don't (laughs) you worry.
1: Yeah, you could have shown that. Like, the jeans could have literally cut her in half.
0: I mean, later on, we see the jeans basically eat all the flesh off of someone and just leave the skeleton lying there. That would remind
1: me of um, Piranha. I don't know if you remember the scene in Piranha.
0: That's very Piranha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're in spoilers, so I guess we can reveal that, uh, yes, by the end of the movie, it's more like Aliens, where there's, like, lots of genes mm-hmm. all going around killing people like a pack, which, mm-hmm. you know, good fun, that. But um, but the, th- the third kill is really fun, though, because the third kill is uh, the guy who goes back to look for the others or, or whatever he's doing, and mm-hmm. he picks up the genes and... This is where it gets proper fun, not just because they get more inventive, because it's like, oh no, it's going to use every possible way a, Like a pair of jeans could potentially kill someone. And that's where it uses the zipper, where it just cuts off his thumb. The zip just goes zoop, and his thumb goes off. And then it somehow like wraps around his arms to the point where it cuts off both both of his hands. Mm-hmm. And this is ridiculous, the jeans are like flapping around, going around him, and he's screaming and there's blood everywhere. It, the the whole thing's very chaotic a bit silly and fun and it was like if you were worried about them not showing enough in the last kill this one kind of like put your mind at ease because like, oh no this, this one's not holding back but if anything it's weird that they held back so much in the last kill I, I guess maybe they were trying to build up to it but it still felt weird not to just see like a shot from behind of her head just hanging there or something mm-hmm. but you never see that you just see her hands kind of like dangling by her side but uh yeah so before we go any further on the kills though during this whole part of the movie, uh, at one point, Craig, when he's missing the first two girls, sends her main character, Libby, to go look for him. And she actually finds the first victim. She finds the, the bitchy girl in, like stuffed into a bathroom closet, which, by the way, <laughs> the jeans are a- is actually like moving the bodies and disposing of them <laughs> after mm-hmm. it's killed them.
1: There's, there's one point where somebody's body is found in a box, mm-hmm. so all their body parts. I think it's the guy who had his uh, thumbs cut off in the zipper, yeah. his hands cut off. I think it, the genes continue to cut him in pieces and then they find him neatly in a box with, with his head on the top. And it reminded me of this scene from Tokyo Gore Police where the this, this woman was found the same way, just chopped in pieces in a box. I don't know whether that was an homage to that or, or just coincidental.
0: Yeah, and it's after that where the jeans the crawls back into the box so that it, it, they'll be put out on display for the... For, the, for the, the the influencer. I hate using that word. The influencer yeah. coming in. um. But during this, so so, so Lubby finds this body and brings Craig back and Craig's like, oh, this is awful. But I mean, we can't do anything until 8 a.m. anyway, so uh, don't tell anyone. They'll panic. So let's just try and have this all go smoothly. So <laughs> this is like, okay, so he's not just like this kiss-ass, like, asshole. He is delusional, sociopathic, and mm-hmm. there's a good chance that by the end of the movie, he's probably going to be psychotic because he's he's trying to cover this up, and he's actually he gets Liberty to help him t- move the body somewhere in one of their big laundry baskets, and then then says to her, you've been such a good sport, but this I'm going to waive the first month of your employee thing. I don't know what he said. It was. It sounds like they make the employees pay some sort of subscription monthly, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of what. You know, working for a place is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> they pay you, not the other way around. Uh, but yeah, and they like, cause that's the thing. Like, some of the other staff are dicks as well. The guy who works mm-hmm. at the, the cashier, he um, like, she has to buy some clothes because she's told by the other guy that she has to be wearing clothes that are in season from the store. So she mm-hmm. grabs some clothes, she goes to pay for them, says, "Oh, I get an employee discount, right?" Because I, I work here now. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, technically, you start at midnight, so." No discount for you. Yeah, that was
1: a complete dick move because, number one, why do you care? You get paid the same whether you give her the discount or not. Like, it doesn't affect you in any way other than you just want to be a dick.
0: I mean, it's it's like horror movie 101 is you you make us dislike a bunch of people so we can just enjoy them being killed <laughs> later on. It takes the humanity out of it a little bit. Uh, so the movie does take a bit of a weird turn though where it kind of feels like because we do see enough kind of extras who also work in the store that do kind of disappear very quickly once like this next big kill happens which is the influencer is killed by the jeans is strangled by the jeans in front of everyone so they all start freaking out and then we we kind of like cut away from the chaos and we get libby waking back up who was knocked out by craig because she was like maybe we should tell someone about all these murders that are happening and he knocks her unconscious mm-hmm. so we miss a lot of this stuff and she comes out and like sees the the aftermath of all this but what's really weird is that the the, the girl who kind of becomes a friend uh was her name uh shruti uh shruti, yes uh so she, she she is she's indian and she has a couple of and it, that's relevant because like well it really feeds into like what we find out about the the lore of the of the jeans, but it's relevant early on because there's a couple of moments where she sort of brings it up to try and like get away with something with the manager, and then she's kind of a dick to Libby when when Libby tries to sort of like
1: you know relate talk, to her, relate to her, yeah. talk to
0: her, says hey I like you know Bollywood music because she referenced it. She's like, are you assuming because I'm Indian that I like Bollywood music? Um, and she gets and I, I felt and Libby's so timid and like she sort of but is like no I'm sorry oh don't yeah um. I think Sherry sure just likes being mean.
1: <laughs> she actually had a little bit of a character arc because she went from being a complete jerk to kind of wanting to help Libby.
0: Yeah, she has that character arc, and then Libby has the character arc of being indoctrinated into this, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, fair trade, perfect company who makes nice clothes who is doing everything right for the world, and by the end realizes that she's actually stuck in a consumerist, like capitalist nightmare uh of a bunch of liars <laughs> yeah uh so because you know that that's her main arc yeah i mean the arcs aren't super you know deeper eh thing. like i i think the movie obviously would like them to be uh particularly libby's because that's kind of the, the the main satire of the movie but mm-hmm. um but yeah but there's a scene while she's knocked out or while she's getting up there's a scene with shruti where she's somehow shruti walks out into the main store she wasn't around for the big commotion where the jeans was apparently killing everyone. And she walks into the store, doesn't notice that there's like dead bodies and bloods and stuff kicking around. or doesn't, or, And even if that's all been moved by the jeans, she doesn't notice that there's no one around. Like, why would there be no one out here given that everyone's out there maybe be restocking things? But she comes out with her headphones on and she's listening to music and it's Bollywood music, which mm-hmm. ca- kind of, <laughs> you know, confirms that she was being a dick to, to Libby. And the jeans behind her hears the music and starts dancing so this is when I go back to what you said earlier, about this movie maybe needing a bit more comedy. I don't know well, that seems ca- that came out of
1: that came out of nowhere like until then, <laughs> there wasn't really anything comical happening i mean unless you i mean there was satire happening by the way, the employees, but it wasn't straight mm-hmm. comedy, and then all of a sudden the jeans start dancing. I was like, well, I didn't expect that.
0: Yeah, that's that's that's, a, that's fair i i would say it has kind of a there's no comedy per se but it does have kind of a comedic vibe there's like a tone maybe it's just because it's killer jeans maybe it's because the characters are so over the top but there's mm-hmm. definitely kind of like a vibe to the movie uh but i have to i, I do have to admit when the jeans started dancing behind her i kind of this is maybe the first moment in the movie where i was like maybe this is losing me a little bit i, I don't know if i really care about the jeans dancing uh so but regardless, Libby gets to her soon. Uh, luckily, the, the, the camera guy who was filming the influencer, the camera's still rolling. So he's a- Libby's able to get the camera and show it to her. And that's when here they sort of end up getting to uh, Craig's office and where he's hiding from the jeans. And this is what I kind of mean when I say that it kind of feels like it gets to the point where we're in the third act super quick because this is kind of the start of the third act. Once they're in that office and they start kind of figuring things out and sort of looking into why is this way and they start communicating with the genes, it kind of feels like we've skipped over like a middle portion of the movie where there was a lot more trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did feel like there was something missing in in the middle. But, so yeah, what is the lore of the genes then? I suppose it's time to to tell you that. Yeah,
1: the lore of the genes, I, they gave us a glimpse of it at the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where they show a young Indian girl that's um picking cotton and she's walking towards in the field and then later in the movie it's re- revealed what happened to her where she had um picked the cotton she had it in a basket and she was bringing it over to um I'm not sure what the apparatus is called that would I uh, guess uh process the cotton and um the the scar from her sari gets caught in the machine and she gets pulled in and is killed
0: yeah. Yeah, obviously we don't see that part at the start. We just see her walk like at the start it's kinda of like dreamlike because it's like, oh, it's the angelic light of this beautiful morning and then she's walking with mm-hmm. all this cotton. But then we get to this towards the end, or to this part of the movie, and the jeans uh at this point have actually grabbed a mannequin and it's where it's they mm-hmm. sort of put itself on a mannequin, so it's kinda of walking around with the body. And noticed it's it's put a, a bindi, I think it's called the, the, mm-hmm. the dog that Indian some Indians wear in their their foreheads. And Shirty recognizes this and goes, wait, that's, and Libby's like, do you speak, uh, like, an uh, Indian she says language? She said she speak Indian. Yeah, yes. she was
1: like, there's, there's, a, I forget the number that she gave me. It was 130,
0: 11. I think she said.
1: Oh, yeah, I know there was a lot of languages.
0: Yeah, it was she ridiculous. Said she said spoke,
1: um, Hindi and a little bit of Urdu.
0: Which, the, which I think are the ones that I've heard of. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think if you'd asked me to name a third, I couldn't do it. But those are the ones that I've, I've, I've heard of. So I imagine they're the, most, the two most prominent, but... um, it's just, So she tries to communicate, and the, the, the genes with blood and the finger of the mannequin starts writing on the wall mm-hmm. and communicates who... who and it's this girl with a name. Um, and that, that's when we get the the full... Effectively, it, obviously it's not literally a meat grinder because it's for cotton, but that's effectively... Mm-hmm. It's, it's big grinding gears mm-hmm. that's processing the cotton, and she gets caught and gets pulled in. So... Not only, obviously, is this horrific and this is like kind of a traditional horror movie thing where, oh, someone died related to this item and now mm. their their soul or their ghost has cursed the item and that's what it is now. But keep in mind, this company was supposed to be fair trade. Turns oh, out yeah. that's a lie. Uh, it also turns out this girl was 13, so they were using child labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a big moment in Craig's like, well, you were so naive. Like this is just a sales pitch. Like this is not real. Like we, we don't care. <laughs> like, mm. uh, so all of this all goes down, and at this point, it becomes Libby. Like, no, we want to help the genes now, and th- and this is really why I think it feels so rushed to get to this point because if if we're going to get to the point where the genes become sympathetic, then uh, that's such a weird sentence to say it loud, like. mm-hmm. but if we're going to get to the point where the genes become sympathetic and our main character actually wants to help the, the genes or the spirit of the genes, then I feel like we need more of the movie whether we're a threat before we get to that point. If It feels like all of a sudden you've you've made them not a threat to me as the viewer. I, now I see them as sympathetic and therefore I can't, you know, treat them like a horror movie villain anymore. And even though there is still some horror stuff after this, but it mostly comes from Craig trying to like trap them and trying to stop this information from getting out because he wants to protect the company. Uh, he tries to trap them in a cage after they discover that there's a whole you know room full of genes that are all feeding on the blood because they they do eat the blood or drink the blood or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. Um, what's funny is did did you think earlier in the film before it revealed where it was going and it started to reveal this stuff? did you have other theories because i genuinely thought this was going to have something to do with nazis
1: no i i didn't i just i i just thought it had to do with the girl at the very beginning but i didn't tie that to nazis
0: well the reason why is because they're called super shapers these jeans and the 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 logo in the back is two s's and i oh yeah
1: yeah and i and
0: Whenever it drank some blood, it would fill up some of the S with blood. And I thought, yes. oh, maybe this is an old Nazi thing. Or these are like Nazi like, spirits or something or, uh, in the mm-hmm. genes. And obviously, that's not where it goes. But I genuinely thought th- there was that. And then there was also the fact that the way Craig or <sighs> the, way, the way the CEO was kind of nice to everyone and said, this is super important and all that. I actually mm-hmm. thought the CEO was setting them up to be sacrificed. Like he, he wanted to feed them to the genes which kind of tied into my thought about them being Nazi genes. <laughs> but, obviously, none of this is what's actually going on. This was just my head trying to, like, put things together and make <laughs> I, some sense I actually of it.
1: Like, I actually like your rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> now they know what direction to go with the sequel. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think that's more pulpy. Obviously, I appreciate that the movie actually wanted to try and say something about consumerism and about, mm-hmm. like... Literally, the the stuff that's been made from child labor wanting revenge on the people who buy it as cheap clothes. Well, not even cheap. They mention, I think, that jeans cost like $130 or something stupid Mm -hmm. like that, which, you know, too much. Which
1: is, that's a a real thing. That's why I don't understand uh, how people can buy what they call luxury items. I, when I first finished school, my first degree is in fashion design and merchandising. And that kind Your of first degree. Me. How many degrees you got? <laughs> Three. <laughs> I was in school for a long time. <laughs> I liked college. <laughs> um, but it kind of ruined it for me because like I was similar to that girl where I was excited to work for you know, in a mall, as a teenager, number one, you want the discount because you can get clothes cheaper. I mean, that's but... the
0: that's the main thing you want. <laughs> yeah, but of when I went
1: to design school and found out about the manufacturing process and knowing that, like, your average Nike sneaker costs about $7 to manufacture and ship to location, but they sell them for, like, hundreds of dollars. These are $7 shoes, but people have placed such a status on them that, I mean... The, the shoes that you get from Payless they're only like maybe $2. And the here's the real mind-blower, polo shirts. These polo shirts that whether they have the the Ralph Lauren on them or Lacoste or whatever little emblem, you pay so much for that little emblem. Those shirts cost $1.75 to make and manufacture. But generally they cost anywhere from depending on the brand from $45 to $75 or if you're getting the like the Louis Vuitton version you're paying $500 for a shirt that costs a dollar seventy five to make. It's just it's mind blowing. It just it made me look like studying fashion made me no longer into fashion. Cause I'm like this is kind of BS.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It yeah uh, all all parts of this are frustrating. And it's why mm-hmm. the movie's like noble goal of trying to like turn that into like a horror uh analogy is fun. Mm-hmm. Because you know if you if you look at the movie um because the jeans never attack libby after this the jeans like uh gets killed by craig craig stabs her when he's trying to get Mm -hmm. the sd card from the camera and then he's the one who gets completely eaten by all the jeans and he's just left as a skeleton but then the lockdown's going to end and it's like black friday or any of these Mm -hmm. sort of situations where there's like customers at the door like demanding to get in for their for their clothes and Libby's like talking to the jeans saying, No, you can't do this, it's not their fault. You can't like kill them all for for you know being consumers. Um and she tries to like, you know, stop the people from getting in. But the the sad like I you know dark ending of the movie is that when they bust in, like when she's trying to hold the door shut, and obviously it's like it's you know, it's just like dozens and dozens of adults against this one barely teenage girl, uh she gets knocked down and she has her head and you just see like blood starting to like come from her head she's dying like they've mm-hmm. literally killed her on the way into the store so they can go buy stuff and then they get slaughtered by the jeans obviously you just see blood spatter mm-hmm. happening and whatnot um but it's a super sad ending of like the consumer like body you know on mass doesn't really know where the things are coming from um doesn't isn't aware of who it's hurting and you have both the unseen victim, which is this girl who was picking cotton in mm-hmm. another country, but then you also have this victim right in front of them who they've stomped over without even paying mm-hmm. a second, you know, look at to get to their, their product, to get to their, their goods. Um but you know, it's harder to think of Black Friday and other, you know, stuff like that when you see this crowd burning. Oh yeah, out.
1: especially when people have been injured and I I don't know if any it uh anyone has been killed but i know people have been trampled yeah at at black friday in in the u.s it's just it's ridiculous
0: i i don't but i mean someone's going to send me like a clip or something from somewhere but that i do think that is a pretty u.s thing like yes i i don't think i've ever heard of people like trampling into a store or like running in when there's like a deal on like You know, our we we actually do for some reason we have Black Friday in the UK now, even though we don't have Thanksgiving. Just you wrap your head around that for for a minute. Um, but we we've always had Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, and that was Mm -hmm. traditionally our kind of equivalent, which is that's the day where there's a lot of sales on. The idea Mm -hmm. being that everyone's got all this stock they didn't sell before Christmas, so now they're going to sell it at a discount. Mm -hmm. Um. Which is actually a nightmare for employees, actually, because not only is it, like, the the Black Friday, it's also probably the biggest returns day of the year because it's the day after Christmas when everyone's maybe, oh, that shirt was the wrong size, or this thing, you know, wasn't the right item or whatever. Um, But even on those, like, you know, I've been to stores on Boxing Day, and it's still pretty calm, and people are fairly Mm easygoing about the whole thing. And you see videos of Black Friday, like, just, like like mobs of people running in to try and get a slightly cheap TV. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Do you know why it's called Black Friday?
0: Maybe I did at one point, but I don't know off the top of my head, so go on, wow me.
1: Well, what what it comes from, they tied it to Thanksgiving as a marketing tool, but it really is just um, for the stores to get back on track. What they call um, not making a good profit, they call that being in the red. So in order to get back ah, in the black, they I discount see. things, and they call it Black Friday to get back in the black. But what's happened lately is stores that aren't in the red will do the same thing, except for instead of giving a discount, three or four months before, they mark the prices up higher. Yeah, and so when they, yeah. when they go on sale, they're just returning to their regular price.
0: Yeah, Uh it- I don't know what it says about my mind that when you explained that definition of Black Friday, my my mind immediately went, "Oh yeah, like when they are the, the trying to catch serial killers and the cases that are in the red are the ones yeah. that they've not, they've not caught yet, but the ones in the black are the ones that they've they've done, they've crossed them off the list, they're mm-hmm. they've got the bad guy." Same concept.
1: Same, <laughs> Same concept.
0: <laughs> um, no, nah, that's interesting. Um, I yeah, so so this this movie is a, a commentary on that, and it's, it's it's that ultra satire thing where it makes it. Pretty literal, where the spirit of this girl is in the jeans and it's coming after all these people. Um, who you know, the I mean, obviously, it kills everyone in the store first except Libby, uh, and then goes after the consumers themselves, and presumably is going to kill more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, of course, like a, a warning message of the of everything that the capitalist culture and that system has done to people. It's a warning of all that, and maybe people not realizing that. But also, just kind of a a catharsis of like revenge. Like you know, mm-hmm. this is a movie where we get to kind of see someone who's been wrong get their revenge in some way. And that's not to say that that's the right thing, but that's kind of the point of a uh, fantasy, yeah. right? It's ca- catharsis. It's you know, it's uh...
1: and of of slasher movies. Oftentimes, the slasher there's a catalyst for yeah. what made that person a slasher with freddy krueger it was you know the parents um killing him whoa whoa
0: whoa whoa! that's a terrible example he was already like a pedophile that's not
1: <laughs> well he was an accused pe- pe- pedophile i don't know whether they ever said whether he really did it or not <laughs> they accused well, him of it
0: maybe not in the, the first movie but freddy v jason made it pretty explicit
1: <laughs> okay what about cropsy in the burning he had a he Although he was a victim, he kind of took his revenge on a different group of campers than the campers that messed with him. (laughs) So that kind of wasn't fair, but
0: he was definitely a victim. No, but Freddy Krieger's a bad example because he, by all accounts, seemed to be a monster before his his incident.
1: (laughs) And the guy from prom night, the the killer from prom night, had, had a decent explanation.
0: Yeah. And obviously, we never sit here and go that justifies the murder of a bunch of oh, people. Oh no, no, no! But,
1: just saying that it makes a, yeah. the, the the slasher more interesting than if they're just some. That's one of the reasons why I'm not so into the strangers movies because still I don't know who they are or what they want or why, and I just I don't care. <laughs> I need reasons.
0: Oh no, I, <laughs> no! I like that. That's why Michael Myers is the best slasher villain there is. The oh. shape, the shape is the oh, best. But he
1: did have a reason. He, oh, he was just evil. That's
0: his reason. He was just evil. Why can't you say that for the strangers then? They're just evil. Oh,
1: maybe because Donald Pleasance wasn't there to tell
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what you're saying is is that Donald Pleasance's character, Sam Loomis, because of the way he spoke about Michael, it gave him this aura of like there's something just pure evil in him and that was enough to give you some mystique as opposed to just some people put on a mask and started killing people okay i kind of get what you're saying but uh yes yes halloween's the best horror movie ever made don't at me people uh so (laughs) (laughs) um, so, no i mean it's a it's a fun movie it does feel like there's like a chunk missing where the pacing feels like it jumps ahead to when Mm -hmm. stuff starts being explained but the characters are memorable enough. At, at, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying re- I'm going to remember them months from now, but I think in the context of the movie, they're all distinct enough that I don't forget who is who or who I'm following. And you know, like, in part, part of that's diversity. You know, there's like kind an of Asian guy, there's a black woman, there's mm-hmm. uh, you know the Indian girl. There, you know, there's a nice mix of people. But they also, even just the personality, they they come across all kind of distinctly. Where the Asian guy's a little bit. He's got bitchy. that kind of... He's he's, bitchy. yeah, bitchy. Yeah, I, I was going to call it harsh campness, but yeah, bitchy. Yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. You know, um, whereas the ending girl's got this kind of moody, like, I don't want to talk to you kind of vibe, mm-hmm. like, all the time. She's a
1: little emo-ish.
0: Yeah, yeah. a little emo, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously the, the manager's just this kiss-ass, like, fake smiles, like, we're going to do great things together, and, mm-hmm. you know, all that bullshit. So they're very memorable. So it's very easy to follow the movie, and it has all the makings of a fun bottle set in one location to try to survive movie, but it kind of... It almost forgets to be that and skips ahead to the explanation and the ending a little bit too quickly. Like, I really thought that we'd have a bit more sneaking around, trying to get past the jeans, or trying to figure out a way to open the exits, or or stuff like that, and it kind of just... I I don't know if modern movies because I felt I feel like I've felt this in a lot of modern movies over the last few years, and I don't know if it's because they're trying to avoid the tropes of movies from you know previous eras. But honestly, those tropes that I'm I'm saying are missing are the a lot of the things that I like about those those movies. So I do I do feel their absence when they're they're kinda missing. But um it's not a bad watch. It's an easy watch, there's some fun kills characters are entertaining enough and it does have a, a decent enough uh moral and message that it's trying to to get across so
1: Mhm. Yeah. I yeah, I, I had fun watching it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh what are you rating it, then? Go on.
1: I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a, a 7.
0: A 7. Oh. Um I feel like I've been rating higher than you recently so I'm actually happy that for one side I think I'm going a little bit lower. Uh, I I think if it lived up to its potential that I was feeling early on, I probably would be right there with you, or maybe even going a bit higher. Mm-hmm. I think as it is, I'm going to go with like a six.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was a lot of things that I liked about it, and there's a lot of things that I I saw more potential in, but I I felt it kind of skipped over some of what I thought was going to be the most fun stuff in the movie. But mm-hmm. uh. That's a fun, easy watch! I, I, you know, I think I'd recommend throwing it on, especially since it's, you know, on shutter and easy to access. Like, you know, why not? So, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, that is Slacks, uh, the Killer Jeans movie. So, by all means, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Uh, it does help out, as does liking, subscribing and dinging that bell for notifications, all those things really important for youtube if you listen to the audio version on our streams after midnight feed then give us a five star rating and a review on itunes or podcast addict or wherever you get your podcast from and of course you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash tv for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses including an extra episode every month where we'll do the runner-up to the patreon vote so uh, there'll be one coming up uh, soonish from us for september <laughs> i had to think about that there uh, so look forward to that Um, and of course at the $5 tier you get to vote you get to access that vote and have a say in some of the movies we're going to be covering and of course uh, early access and stuff like that so uh, go and have a look and of course at the higher tiers uh, one of them of course gets you a producer credit so allow me to thank our Patreon producers for the month of September so thank you to Tyler Hess Cindy Palacios David Short Bored Now Altraisman Christopher Moy David Brown and Stanley so thank you very much to you all for being some of our most loyal and dedicated supporters, or something. I don't know. I try to say it a different way each time, and I feel like I'm just being condescending when I try to add on more words. Um, Shasha, would you like to promote your channel?
1: Yes, you can definitely check me out at What Did I Just Watch. And this September, I'm in the middle of All Request Month. So almost every video that I'm doing are requested, or suggested reviews.
0: That seems dangerous.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are trying to kill me. <laughs> I just... Last week, I watched Begotten.
0: <laughs> I, I can't say I've got had the pleasure.
1: Oh, it's... um, Narratively, it makes Eraserhead look like a mainstream horror movie.
0: I don't know if I am scared by that or aroused by that. So... <laughs> to, to be continued
1: yes <laughs> begotten
0: okay begotten uh as always the link to shasha's channel is in the description uh so go, go get clickety click 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 uh, but here we are <laughs> that's sacred hockey mask <laughs> this is episode 10 by the way believe it or not this is the 10th oh regular episode of sacred hockey mask how do you feel 10 episodes in
1: I feel like it's going a lot sm- The more we do, the smoother it gets.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think I could say that, but every show I've done with anyone is <laughs> that the longer it goes, the smoother it gets, until you get over that hump where they start to hate each other, and then mm. things, go, things go cascading, then into a pit of despair.) <laughs> Okay, that's the no luck.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. I'm just joshing people. This is fine. everything's good. I'm not gonna murder Connor anytime soon. Well I'll see how I feel at the end of the week. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. This is with the Sacred Hockey Mask. Uh, we appreciate your viewership as always. Keep watching scary movies, and if someone is spotted wearing the Sacred Mask. Repeat to yourself, hockey season ended months ago.